like he was in my arms, you know, breathing his final breath. And I looked at him and I say, any last words? And he goes, happy Father's Day. Wow. Which is weird because well, you're, this he, is your he's son. my dad. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I think it was like his way of letting me know, like, you know, kind of mean timing. Yeah. But anyhow. Is he all right? No, he's dead. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome uh, back to the Family Guy. Oh, sorry, I mean Simpsons podcast. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. Um, yeah, guys, welcome to Diddle and Sebastian have a Simpsons podcast. Oh, I didn't come up with a thing. I'll just make something up. The podcast that myself and Sebastian have in order to, I don't know, preserve our futures. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know if this make any sense. <laughs> Sorry, how loud must that have been? That loud? The podcast of myself uh, and Sebastian have uh, to get into Yale. Sorry, say that again. To get into Yale. Oh, okay, cool. cool. <laughs> Anyhow. I got that one. This is already been a messy beginning. Uh, today we'll be reviewing Mother and Child Reunion, the 20th episode of the 32nd season. Isn't that right, Sebastian? That is right, yes. Mm. I don't have it written down as that. I have it written down as episode 30. Don't you, know why I did that. You're looking at a blank piece of paper. But, have you written anything, though? Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> It's a bit of writing there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just says, remember episode. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what episode is it again? Reminder. <laughs> remember episode. <laughs> Anyhow, getting into the episode. We have two little bits before the show starts, little credits. Um, little intro. Yeah, yeah, our title scroll. We see Spider Pig. Spider Pig. Yeah. Spider Pig. Going through the, the title with yep. Spidey Powers now. Or should I say Piggy yeah. Powers? Yeah, that was cool. That was yeah, a nice yeah. little Cannon? throwback. Do you reckon? I want that to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, has, he has spider powers now. I hope so. And our couch gag is so good. It's so dark. A hen, a hen marriage sits on her eggs. Uh, but then a hen Homer comes in and sits down as well and breaks the eggs yeah. on impact. Well, I, I was thinking when this happened, I was like, oh, they're not just, just not going to have the other part of the family yeah, for this that was the... and then I thought about it and I was like oh that oh, was the kids yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he, he, he breaks the eggs on impact and then like grabs the goo and licks it and just goes hmm <laughs> I wonder who so he dark ate. what was that I wonder who he ate <laughs> yeah true who did he enjoy the most uh, I'm, I'm gonna say Bear it's less yeah. dark if it was Maggie it was like, yeah that'd be so dark <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah getting into the episode the Simpsons enter a magic shop that features uh, Gabbo do you know who Gabbo is no. We, we see these little things in the background as we're walking through. So Gabba was like the uh, puppet. The, the pu- yeah, I, I saw Krusty. that episode not too long ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Krusty gets cancelled. A classic. Um, I was going to say, this shop's great. Because so like, obviously we've watched through it a few times. Mm. And there was so much like memorabilia oh, from so previous episodes. Yeah. Cool. yeah, so we see Gabba. We see puppets of Krusty and Mel. And um, like figurines of Homer and marriage is Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. It's literally like a Simpsons memorabilia shop. Yeah, yeah, literally, <laughs> really funny. Uh, they, they get introduced to the amazing Herzog. <laughs> Do you know who voices this guy? Not Werner Herzog. It was Werner Herzog. It was, okay. it was the real Werner Herzog. I was going to say, I, I thought, is this meant to be Werner Herzog? So I was right. Okay. It was literally yeah. him doing the voice. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. It was such a weird, wonderful appearance. Yeah. He's yeah, he's a magician who also repairs iPhones. He's like, you heard of Steve Jobs? Meet my kids. No jobs. <laughs> and pulls up a curtain. There's just a kid on the computer. And he's like, oh, Dad! <laughs> he's mad because his mother left you to my help. My hatefulness and years of philandering. <laughs> I love his voice so much. He's just, every line is just golden because it's coming out of his, yeah. his mouth. Um, Barrett puts an escape jacket on Homer. 
Oh my god! <laughs> he tries to get out. He's like, the more I pull, the and he goes purple. Tighter it gets. <laughs> yeah, only solution: keep pulling. It's just going purple. And eventually, like Paris and stitches at his dad being, being strangled to death. <laughs> and then, yeah, when the rehearsal just pulls the jacket off. Um, and then the uh, marriage is like wondering if they'll ever stop pestering each other. And when the goes like, Ah, is it the future you seek? Well then, move through this beaded curtain and past the Koirit coffee maker I bought but never use. Kind of clunky exposition. Mm-hmm. Just being like, oh, is this is the future you want to know? Come this way. It was fine. It yeah. was kind of clunky. Um, but uh, he shows them tarot cards. Uh, he reveals a well, Homer. Yeah, oh. to be honest, I, I when this was all happening, I was thinking, am I going to enjoy this episode? Really? I'm not gonna, like, when it started, I was thinking, like, I'm not sure I'm going to like this episode. Damn. But... I just didn't change my mind. Oh, yeah, so, good, good. Yeah. See what happens. Uh, yeah, he brings up tarot cards, and he reveals that Homer will someday give up drinking. And, he's, and Homer's like, aww. Uh, reveals Barrow will grow up to be a great man. Like, what? No! <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, grabs a wand. He's like, um, Re- reverse some predictum. It's like, that, that's licorice. Have some. And it's actually just licorice. He eats it. Um, and he reveals that there will be years of trouble between Marge and Lisa. And Lisa's like, what, do I take a gap here? Do I go to Cornell? And uh, his his little orb, he reveals the future. Um, so we cut to, like, uh, a couple of years later. Lisa's 17 in it, so do the math. She's mm-hmm. eight now, so nine years later. Um, Marge takes a picture of Lisa as she wakes up out of bed. It's a special day where uh, she finds out what college she gets to go to. But Lisa feels college uh, has lost its merit since Netflix bought Yale. <laughs> And Which... uh, when when that scene opens, we have the the old man in the flying car go past. Who is the old man? The you know the the the, the old man. The mole man. The sorry. Mole man. Jasper. The the like pathetic one. The, the yeah, 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 like yeah, the yeah. man getting hit by football. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, it, it's just I, I love that, I love yeah. they did that because you know now that it's deliberate because they know how outrageous they've been with their previous episodes from the past where they've been trying to set it in the future and it's always just not what it's like at all. Yeah, yeah, true. Whereas now it's literally nine years' time. We're obviously not going to have flying, flying yeah. cars that soon. Though. It's just I like... think that's like a self-awareness thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. just going for it. <laughs> it's like, I, I think the first ever future episode, Lisa's Wedding, which is in season six, I think that was set in like 2013 it was 2010, or something like that. It was 2010. I think I remember this episode. It was yeah. something like that, yeah, something ridiculous. And there were like all these like futuristic tall buildings and stuff and mm. I'm like look at what we actually had in 2010 I know yeah in hindsight in yeah. reality I think Futurama is one of the only shows that then arrived it, it's set into in the year 3000 yeah so no one would live to be like oh no. you, you got it so wrong <laughs> whereas like what was Robert Zemeckis thinking sitting in Back to the Future 2 in 2015 like oh my god yeah <laughs> you know what I mean it's just so surely he was aware I, I, I know in 1980 whenever when it came out 1985 I guess um I know that seems like a long time away, but they surely had some awareness that like they would all live to see that year, mm-hmm. <laughs> see how wrong they were. And I think that's a tip. Never make something set in the future that, that you you're going to be alive in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. then you will get called out. Yeah, it should be proper sci-fi. Like, you know, Star Trek is set thousands and thousands of years. Which ran that. So they, they, they get it right. No one will live to judge it. But, um, um, 
yeah, she takes a picture of Lisa. Uh, Marge reminds her that she'll be the first Simpson to go to college, seeing as Bart gave up. And Bart comes in and he's like, why would I go to college? I'm a master now of Fruit Ninja. Mm. <laughs> I thought this would come back, but it never does. <laughs> the point little guy, he's just a master of Fruit Ninja now. <laughs> he's playing it like a VR setting. Again, just like another like way that the Simpsons are like trying to be modern. Mm-hmm. With like the whole VR stuff. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, to be fair, I'm sure there probably already is a, v- a VR version of Fruit Ninja. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's not like an exaggerated future thing. So technically, for Bart, that's probably retro. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, true. Retro gaming. Yeah, nine years time. I mean, Fruit Ninja is already pretty retro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So nine years time, extremely retro. But yeah, at breakfast, Grandpa tells Lisa she's the family's last shred of hope for success. And she's like putting on a bit of pressure there, aren't you, Grandpa? He's like, "Well, you're going to find the cure for all the diseases. They're going to, uh, they're going to kill me." <laughs> and he he has like an eye patch on. He's like, "Oh, this is on the wrong eye, <laughs> on the wrong eye." He switches over. It's like, ah, much better. <laughs> and we got to them like coming out of um, high school or whatever, and, and the- Millhouse so funny. is ripped. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's this, ripped. This is always in, in all of these episodes. He's like super ripped, yeah. which kind of makes sense. Like you know, if you're a loser as a kid who gets bullied and stuff, that you you get older, you decide to work yeah. out and be someone who can beat up other people. You know, but yeah, he has a question for Lisa, and Lisa immediately is like, "Just don't mention what college I'm going to." And he's like, "Oh no, no, I'm here for a promposal done by someone very special. My dad imitating Seth MacFarlane, imitating Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh my god! And like, ugh. it's just so true as well. Like that Seth MacFarlane and Frank, Sinatra, Frank thing. Sinatra. Yeah. When they said that, I thought it was going to be like. Seth Rollins' voice coming out of Kirk, but no, it's just Hank Azaria yeah. doing Kirk's voice, pss, doing a bad impression of Seth Rollins <laughs> singing his Frank Sinatra. It's so funny. I, I, wrote, I wrote down the whole lyrics. Take him to the prom and let him dance forevermore. If you turn him down, he will curl up on the floor. In other words. We're desperate. We really are. A pity, yes, will do. And you'll have to drive because he can't. <laughs> that was so funny though. Like, what a bad impression. Also, just like he got his dad to, like, that he thought that was a good idea. I just know. so And ridiculous. I mean, how old is Millhouse in regards to Lisa? He'd be 10 because he's in the same year as, as Bart in the regular timeline. So yeah. he's two years. Okay. But that's a big difference when you're 17, he'd so be 19. He's nine, yeah. You know what I mean? That's a big difference then. <laughs> but yeah. And he's like, come on, Lisa, you know you want to. There's nothing cooler than a guy who's graduated coming back for a younger kid's prom. <laughs> oh, so true. I remember, no one was like, our dates, but... um. I remember people from like the year ahead of me in very American secondary school. To do the whole have to take a date thing and... Oh yeah, I mean we yeah. we, we we did it. Did really? you have a, a sort of prom here? What, uh, what are your we, ha- we have a we have prom, but I never called prom. Really? No. Oh, that's so sad. Um, <laughs> and, but it was it was weird if you went with a date. It was more like a fun. It'd be the group of lads and the group of girls. Yeah. I think some people. I did, prefer that. But, yeah. Yeah. I was just call it Debs. Um, I I went to mine, but I to be honest with you, I had a bad time. It's not a nice mem- memory at all. Um, I my school decided to do this thing. My my year decided to do this thing where you couldn't ask out a girl in the class in in your year like as your date but I only knew girls in my year mm-hmm. so I didn't know what to do um I eventually reached out to my cousin and she set me up with one of her friends I thought 
I thought you were going to go so much worse. No, there. no, no. I, I, I could feel that for a second. You're like, you went to the devs with your cousin. No, I went with a friend of hers who I'd never met until the night of my devs. Right. Um, and... No blind date. Yeah, yeah, it's not even a funny story. So I, at the time, I wasn't drinking. I, I did not drink until I turned 18, and I was 17 at my devs. Um, everyone got so, so drunk, and me and my day just did not vibe at all. Like, not at all. And... Eventually, everyone just got obliterated. I remember going to the toilet, and there was, like... When I say there was vomit all over the floor, oh. I mean, you could not have... If I was going to go to the toilet, I would have had to have set them vomit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? At that point, I was like, okay, I do not want to be here. So I left, and she stayed, so she got to go to devs for free, and I I left at, like, half twelve, which is early for the devs. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I had my meal, danced for a little while, and left. Would you rather have just not gone altogether? Do you think? That I guess in hindsight, yeah, yeah, it's it's not a nice memory at all. Like you know, your, your devs is supposed to be this magical night, and I had a terrible time. So honestly, I think you were better off not going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a fun story for you guys, um, but um, yeah, Barrett asks Lisa why so glum. To which she responds that she is starting to struggle to see the point in going to college, as all it is is a certificate written in Latin, and she's like, you know, only ancient Romans and Catholic priests can read it, and that's I checked. They're not giving out jobs. Yeah. Let's be fair. I mean, very good point. It, yeah. It's only a certificate. It's a piece of paper saying that you went to college. And uh, it's been proven for you and me and everyone that we know that it's ain't that big of a deal. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I definitely agree with Lisa's points here. But uh, yeah, we also see signs in the background while they're driving. Do you see any of them? I didn't read them. No. To be honest. So it's Luigi Jr.'s is one. Like, obviously, Luigi has a kid who started his own piece of franchise. Uh, Bed Bong and Beyond. Uh, Blockbuster. We're back. And Moe's Oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I believe the most actually is blockbuster we're back? It sounds ridiculous, but I, I could somehow see that happening again. I the, would the, love that. Like video and DVD yeah. rentals would somehow just well, become a thing that people like, like again. Because like retro vinyl. is always kind of coming back. Like yeah. vinyl. Yeah, exactly. You know, like vinyl is still popular. It was dead when CDs came in, and now people go back to it. Basically. Yeah, exactly. I, I can definitely see DVDs. Even with VHS now, pe- pe- like if you go into HMV, they're selling new films on VHS. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Oh, yeah, I, can, I can definitely see like there being. Uh, a renaissance for renting DVDs again. In, in appeal again. I would. I'm not sure, because sure. I found... I, I, I'd get a card for block. Oh, I would, yeah. Card and, yeah. It'd be fun, like, yeah, like, if, if you finish work early, like, go to the local DVD store. I would love that came back. I, I would invest. That's right, and you just post it through the little box. Yeah, there. yeah, exactly. No, I, I could genuinely... If it was only there as a joke, I could actually see something like Blockbuster coming back eventually. Um... But uh, yeah, Bear points out that she spent all these years preparing for this and loads of time where she could have been having fun. Let me get like a little montage of like Homer and Bear having fun on the beach while she's just reading. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like on a, on a spinning wheel ride in an amusement park. And she's on the ride but still just reading a book. And it's like their junior prom and she's like making experiments. And Nelson spikes the experiment. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> but uh yeah, but compared to the house, Lisa gets accepted into every college, and she's like, why does this moment feel so empty? Which is like, not even, no joke there, it's just a, a, a lovely line. Uh, the, the family in Flanders wait for her to make her decision. We see Selma's holding a sign that says college bound, and Grandpa's only a sign that says, you're our only hope. <laughs> and a bunch of drones come around. And we um, have Flanders crossing over through a portal. Oh yeah, yeah, he's like a transporter from the house into the Simpsons house to join in like... Uh, the celebration and uh, a bunch of drones fly over for every college and they all like cl- clearly want Lisa to accept them um but she decides not to, not to go to any college and they all fly away and then marriage like thinks she's joking <laughs> love Flanders line just uh Marge nobody knows comedy like I don't she's not joking 
Homer points out how he didn't go to college and achieved the greatest success of all. No shoot yes. loans. <laughs> the, the greatest uh, achievement. Yeah. <laughs> very, very true. Well done, Homer. But Marge points out, and that's actually a really nice monologue, points out that she's lived for this moment, that all she's asking for is that everything that never happened to her happens to Lisa. Uh, she needs this to justify the hours she spent on Earth taking care of her. But Lisa still says no. Like it's it's it, it's a very flawed monologue. Like like everything she says comes from a very flawed place. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, but, and it's it's what mums are like, though. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. powerful and it's really well performed by Judy Kavner. Really, really good monologue. But uh, yeah, cut back to uh, Lisa's room in the morning. Marriage comes in and calls her an ingrate and asks her if she could have decided not to go to college before ten years of her driving her to saxophone lessons and hours of colleges she would never go to. Uh, then they slam the door on each other, and Homer points out that. Um, he may now be the favorite parent. And he's like, "What do you think, Maggie?" And Maggie and only Maggie responds, looks exactly like Lisa. Was that Maggie looks like? Oh a yeah, true. Copy of younger Lisa. Yeah, how old would she be? This is set nine years, so she'd be nine if she's one now. She's like a little older than Lisa. She does look like like Lisa. You're right, but she doesn't speak. Obviously, uh, she only responds with emojis. In the future, now you're able to just do with your face. Uh, it's just like the the the, the monkey closing his eyes emoji and the laughing emoji and stuff and Homer's like I don't like how digital she's getting and she turns it into a, a donut he's, like, he's instantly oh. impressed yeah it's like oh you always know what to say <laughs> <laughs> and marriage offers Lisa brownies um, while she rethinks her decisions and Lisa's like you think your brownies will help manipulate my future and she's like it's got walnuts in them <laughs> it's like mom I never liked your brownies and she tells her she should speak to the one man who's always been there for her mm-hmm. supported her and always remembered her birthday <laughs> and obviously we know it's not going to be Homer but it's still very funny when it cuts to soon it's Flanders yeah. <laughs> and he's like of course I'll help just say that one second boys it's 6pm time for bed <laughs> Rod and Tyler are both men now oh they're like God. yay it's so sad like the way they turn out uh, but very so realistic sad, also yeah. <laughs> yeah really pathetic they're grown men with mustaches going to bed at 6pm they're running upstairs Flanders says that she should get a job experience experience the reward of receiving a hard-earned wage mm-hmm. and Lisa loves that idea and then it's like yeah dad can you come up here we're scared bring the monster spray and he's like I, I, I may have overcowled them just a little bit <laughs> he grabs monster spray so ridiculous and their bed like looks like they never got a new bed like they're too yeah, big they're, they're to be over, yeah, oversized yeah <laughs> so funny they're both terrified it's daylight it's terrified of monsters <laughs> but yeah Lisa starts work at soy dog on a stick uh, and she knows she won't regret it it's just like her doing a bunch of, like make the dogs and stuff like that because I won't regret it I, I won't regret it and we see the squeaky voice teen is her manager mm-hmm. this is the guy I mentioned a few episodes course, a while ago yeah, yeah he's yeah. the guy who, another character who works any, everywhere any fast food place yeah. yeah I know he's a grown man now but he still has the squeaky voice it never broke <laughs> but he yells at her for not making the dogs properly and that the pulp is starting to form in the lemonade he's like bump bump and she's trying to get the pulp to go away and she's like, why am I doing this to myself? I was like, I can't even answer that. And I was a philosophy major at Brown. Brown! <laughs> and uh, Lisa says this job sucks. This is back at the house. Says the job sucks. And Homer informs her that the key is to know that every job sucks. And that's why you get yes, paid. Line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it is like, you know, when you're in a job that you really don't like, it is the... The one shining light and thing that makes you stay in the job is just, uh, I am getting money, to be fair. (laughs) But yeah, marriage asks if her gap week is over. And when she says no, she leaves and screams into a dryer. (laughs) It's another little detail of like marriage just like kind of, you know, like in the last episode when she was banging her head against the wall. Mm. This is just 
That's intense anger issues that she's seeing, like, like, hiding a, from the family. We're seeing a darker side of, of Marge. In the last two episodes, yeah. yeah. And this episode, even better than the last one, like, expands even even nicer and even further on their relationship, I thought. Yeah, for sure. Really beautifully. I really like just the... Seeing, seeing, like, tension between them and stuff, I feel like it's something that we see very we often. Didn't, yeah, and we didn't see much of that before. No, yeah. that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I love seeing them actually arguing with each other and stuff like that, and them not being on each other's side. It was it was really refreshing. Um, but yeah, she's streaming into the dryer, being like, why is she doing this to us? Um, and, um, come back to the soy dog place, like a kind of, it's not said that he's pleased his kid, but it kind of feels like he's one of the his kid. He's like, I'll have that picture and that picture and a diet that picture, if in you please. Can't you read the names? No, ma'am. You seem to read just fine and you're stuck in this dump. And she's like, not anymore. I know what I have to do. Um, that baby making me food. She's like, nope. <laughs> she slides with the grease into an attorney's office and uh, she starts Lisa's lessons where she hopes to inspire troubled mm-hmm. teens. Uh, this is like proper like what you would see in like a movie is of like that like trying to be an inspiring yeah. teacher and, like, and that poor society or something. From the stuff they say it's like very they obviously know this and they they played on it. Oh, hundred like, percent, yeah. Stereotypical like movie for thing. sure. Yeah, she says she wants to inspire troubled teens, have them write letters to her, and become the most influential person in their life. And she's like, I know exactly how to do it by putting the chairs in the circle, getting the most troublesome one of you in charge of keeping everyone on their best behavior, yeah. <laughs> and teaching Shakespeare through TikTok dances. <laughs> <laughs> and cut to her like in some sort of Shakespearean attire she's like hark dance queen this is how Shakespeare should be teached <laughs> Wickham and his boys break in informing her that she needs to pay a $25 fee to run a business she just pays it straight away like when they come in it feels like it's gonna be a big pop a big yeah. plot point and she's gonna get in some legal trouble and it's like it's just a $25 just fee off, yeah. yeah she just pays it straight away yeah and uh, she asks for change and Wickham's like oh I can't do Matt well and like, I can fix that <laughs> cut to he's like graduated yeah. when, when, she, when she's in that circle of like the the, the, crim- the troubled criminals yeah um, the, the guy goes finally someone gets me as a stereotype oh, which is like so true yeah true so, so good <laughs> but yeah Wigan uh, graduates at Lisa Academy which forms into a global education franchise and Ken Brockman reporting from his basement, like his garage, uh, informs us that unlike the news business, Lisa is thriving with over 100 buildings under the uh, illiteracy belt, and she runs for superintendent against Chalmers and winning against him due to him calling her a nasty woman, which is quite an out-of-character moment for Chalmers. We've never seen him to be like no. sexist or anything like that. It kind of serves as a plot point. It's like, oh, maybe he grows up to be senile and ignorant, but I definitely thought it was an out-of-character moment for Chalmers, but obviously I know it's just there to further the plot. Um, she goes on to become governor of. Uh, <laughs> did you get that? Bit? The reporter is like Lisa Simpson just became governor of. Uh, I didn't know. It's never said what state they're in. Oh, I see. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's an inside joke. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. there's like tons of Springfields in America, and they've never revealed which Springfield they're meant to be in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was kind of the joke there. And uh, yeah, they reveal that she's also running for president, and she's doing great with disenchanted daughters, tiger moms, grandparents who oh, who like everything, <laughs> middle children, um, nerds of all ages, and saxophonists above second chair. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we could we go back to like the, the present day, back in like the Herzog place, and she's like, my my daughter becomes president, and he's like, yes, but you have to live on the streets. And then Lovejoy is like, great news about Lisa. Marge is like, oh, she's going to college. It's like all of her succession, she still just wants her daughter to go to college. <laughs> and uh, Lovejoy is like, no, she's present. And Marge is like, oh, I, I guess I really am out of the loop. 
<laughs> so we didn't get to the final part of the story, but Herzog asks if they'd like to hear about his destiny first. <laughs> He's like, I, I end up dead in the dumps outside the store, <laughs> but you probably don't give a damn. It's complete silence. Yeah, no one does. <laughs> no one cares. He's like, okay, let's continue. But first, I must plug my gig at the Comedy and Magic Show. <laughs> we just see a poster. It's like... For the comedy magic show, it's like it's not if it's not funny, it's magic. <laughs> Great little quick gag. Um, yeah, cut to Lisa becoming president, which you already know for a, a previous future episode that this actually does happen. Uh, she promises her people that she will only be concerned about their welfare as she has nothing else t- uh, to worry about. Uh, her PA promises her predecessor has left, and we hear, we hear like a Willem scream. You know what a Willem scream is? Just like, ah! Oh yeah, 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 the classic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the classic that appears in like you know probably sixty percent of movies. Every Star Wars film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. We hear that, and she's like, uh, "He said he'd leave after that." I'm not sure what that meant. Like, did he kill himself or what? <laughs> Weird little bit. Uh, then Bart enters with weed to calm Lisa down. Also, just to mention, I love Bart and Lisa's relationship in this episode too. Yeah, they they finally like got on. I guess. They got on. I I, yeah. I always love what they do with their relationship in the future episodes because. It feels like it, it would be an obvious thing, but like the, the, a better thing to do for gags, maybe of like having them hate each other just as much as they do in the regular timeline. But it makes sense because they're they're eight and because they've ten. Matured. Yeah, exactly. They were yeah. matured and they would grow to love each other. Yeah, I I, I love the way they did it here. It was subtle, but it was also like really well done. Like him saying, "Oh, I really, I really want to hug you right now," and she's like, "Well, why don't you?" <laughs> Yo, it's just it's quick and simple, and yeah, really sweet. Um, but yeah, he he comes in with weed, and uh, Lisa's like. What? A, it's legal. B, somehow still cool. And C, you really need to chill out. So they go up on the balcony to smoke some weed, and she tells Lisa that now that they're older and successful, he realizes he really doesn't hate her. And uh, says she. At least says she regrets uh, what happened between her and mom, but Bart points out that uh, she's always supported her and rooted for her in ways she can't even remember. And we get the same montage from earlier, but we see like yeah, how I marriage this. helped her. It was a really nice transition. It yeah, all made sense. kind of yeah. like a, a kind of subtle commentary on like how we can kind of warp our own memories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is, the montage we had earlier is what Lisa thought happened, and this is what really happened. So it's the same thing of like her at the beach, uh, reading with marriage putting sun cream on for her. On the spinning wheel ride, and she's reading. Lisa, or Marge is like turning the pages for her, and then at the junior prom, she's like helping her on the experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This is random, but I've got the gay Ghostbusters written down. I don't remember when that was. Me- oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, they're they're, they're talking about the future, and uh, <laughs> I love that the gay Ghostbusters written down. You can't That's remember. All I've got written down the gay Ghostbusters. Gay Ghostbusters. What, what, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're talking about like that wasn't in the episodes. <laughs> yeah, you're just losing your mind. Yeah. They're, they're talking about like other stuff that he knows about the future like her, her, Herzog is with, with the family and Homer's like did they ever make another Ghostbusters and he says something like yeah they do 10 more or something like that and he's like the gay Ghostbusters is fantastic oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that was the guy that was really funny yeah <laughs> but um yeah Mar- Mar- marriage comes in then like Bart Bar- Bar- mentions her being like um, we're all clear she comes in and a bodyguard informs us that she's clean and uh, she's like I, I checked her hair it took 45 minutes <laughs> uh, oh, we, we forgot to mention about the, the debate as well the, the television debate television debate? yeah with, with the, the 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 education guy and Lisa yeah Chalmers I mentioned that you, did, he, you did mention he was, that okay. he was kind of sexist okay. and stuff yeah. yeah oh of course you did sorry <laughs> yeah right. yeah well the whole thing was that, like yeah he was but I love how be... that was like so accurate on how dumb like US televised debates yeah are, yeah where it's debate. always one of them just being like 
oh, you're so stupid, shut up. Bro. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, like, because he was already superintendent, her just being able to point out, like, everything he's done wrong. Like, that's why I should be superintendent, because you've done so much wrong has happened under your control, you know. Yeah. Proper, like, yeah, what happens in those US debates. Um, but, um, yeah, Marriage asked if she's ready to say she'd be better off if she went to college. Like, she, she's president now. President of the United States. Like, you, you could not be more successful and she's still being, still, like... yeah. Surely could you regret... You yeah, <laughs> not going to college. Um, and um, Lisa's like, I'm president. Like, wait, wait, I have resources now. She's like, mom, translator. <laughs> and I uh, calls in a woman who's, like, able to translate for both marriage and Lisa. And um, Lisa tells marriage that no matter what she said... Oh, sorry, no, marriage actually tells Lisa that no matter what she says, uh, she was proud of her. She says it in a different way, but the, the translator translates it to yeah, that. Yeah, and it's the way yeah. they always say it in the films and the movies. And, like, I love that the translator is just, like, translating Even whatever's what been said really in when they have conversations like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's being said between, the, between those words, basically. And then Lisa tells marriage that all the respect and love she... Um, she has has come from her and they forgive and forget and hug, hug it out mm-hmm. um, and Lisa's like um, to the translator's like okay you can go now and she's like the translator's like this is fantastic give her a raise <laughs> and we get this like a little firework that says congratulations from the US government brought to you by Disney <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, li- I like that gag and also the one earlier of like Yale being bought by Netflix it's like both of them are you know, ridiculous, but not as ridiculous no, as they should be. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know the, 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 the advertisement that said, uh, inaug- Duff beer, it was the Duff Beer advertisement that said, inaugurate your beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> I think it'll happen someday. But, um, yeah, it kind of concludes the, 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 the main plot of the episode. We get like, a little tag before it closes out. Uh, Lisa asks Herzog how likely it is uh, that all this is true. And then he consults the Oracle. It's the same like statistics guy from earlier being like, she has a 98% chance of going to college, a 42% chance of a boyfriend, and a 72% chance of a girlfriend. <laughs> and Lisa, Lisa likes those odds. And Homer's like, oh, you got you got the game on this? He's like, it's not TV. That's <laughs> <laughs> the final guy. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a really wonderful episode. Yeah. Um, what's your final, final feeling towards yeah, it? Yeah, I, um, I really loved this episode. Wonderful, I, yeah. I would probably give it the same as I did with the the vegan burger one, mm-hmm. and give it an eight. An eight. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, sweet. Um, I thought it Love was so so good. Mm. I always love the ones where they go to the future. Totally. And I thought they did it so well this time with the self awareness of what they've done before. Yeah, yeah. And I thought the guys saying... were really smart and funny. And Absolutely. Sweet. No, really wonderful episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I thought I thought it was wonderful. As exactly what you said, I I love the future episodes. They're always. You can always tell that the writers are, are, have so much fun with it because they get to do things with the characters that they mm-hmm. can't do with their regular ages, obviously. So it's always a breath of fresh air. This episode is also direct, or written by Jay Stewart Burns, who is a fantastic, in my opinion, the best writer currently working for The Simpsons. Like, his episodes are always solid, and this one is is no different. I gave it an 8.5. Nice. I said it's a wonderful future episode that utilizes its setting, timeline... Uh, age differences of the family brilliantly and unexpectedly also just like when you know Lisa and Marge um, hating each other for so much of the episode and stuff like that I liked how that was utilised I said it was a great arc for Lisa in this episode nice development to Marge and Lisa's relationship uh, a great guest role for Runner Herzog I said his ending is a bit quick and tries to wrap it up tries to ra- wrap it all up in a neat bow a bit too much and that would be the only major downfall for me I, I sort of agree you know with that. I mean? The yeah. ending is a bit like, okay, we were running out of time, let's wrap it up. Yeah. That, that was the only thing they, for me. It didn't, yeah, it didn't feel like it sort of faded out properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah it wasn't like, um, 
as climactic as it could have been. You know, it was really like, okay, they hate each other, they hate each other, they hate each other. Let's wrap it up. They love each other again. Do you know yeah, what I mean? That I, I thought that last scene could have been longer. You know, for sure. That that, that was the only downfall for me. Yeah, yeah. We think that pretty mutual feels this one. Yeah, a really for sure. wonderful episode. For yeah, sure. really, really liked it. Um, so shall we jump into Dylan Simpson impression of the week? Oh, sure. I I I thought I did my news first, but I I can do oh, my impression shit. first. Okay. Yeah. I'll do my impression first, since yeah, you yeah, asked for it. I prepared a little bit for this one, more so than I did with the last two. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you a Barney Gumble today. Oh, okay. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three quotes, and you have to guess which one isn't actually something that Barney Gumble oh, said. Oh, this is good. It's I really like this. hard, really hard. I like this. <laughs> so one is... Uh, oh, actually, I actually have I have four, sorry. Four. Oh, wow. But this one's kind of basic. Just, oh, hey, Homer. <laughs> my name is Barney Gumble, and I am an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Don't cry for me. I'm already dead. And the final one. Um, all too often, we spend our days waiting for the ideal path to appear in front of us. <laughs> I mean, this is ironic because this is if a few of them quotes are from an episode I'm going to talk about. I know, I know that it totally not was not planned. Was final quote oh. isn't done yet though. Oh shit! Okay. All too often, we spend our days waiting for the ideal path to appear in front of us. <laughs> we forget that paths are made by walking, not waiting. So which one did Barney I'm going to say the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was really good. No, it was actually Oh Hey Homer. You tried to, you tried to throw me off with the, oh, it's that's way too long for it not to be true. <laughs> and also it's intelligent. I like this. Uh, and also it's intelligent. Yeah. yeah, I like this and I'll try it to make it a little harder in the future. But I, I like one quote not being something that they actually said. Yeah. It just, it was just like, I looked up like Barney Gumble quotes and a, a quote popped up from like, a philosopher or someone named Barney and it was that quote and I was just like oh it'd be funny to say that in Barney's voice yeah. <laughs> so I did that <laughs> but uh, yeah there's my impression of the week um, yeah we'll jump into the news then live from London City well a little bit outside of London City it's Simpsons News So the latest episode, the one I talked about in the last episode, that was like written by a full female team, mm. and it's about cancel culture. That episode um, has caused a very mixed response, with some calling it wonderful, bold, and groundbreaking, and others calling it cheap and tasteless. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we end up feeling about yeah. it once we get to it. Um, just to give an example of how different the response has been, here's like a snippet of a negative review and a snippet of a positive review. So blubber or sorry, Bubble Blabber, gave a negative review, calling it a mismatch episode on a hot topic that doesn't quite get to the point it wants to make. And then a, a site called Den of Geek gave it a four-star review, said the show has been accused of being politically incorrect, then equally criticized for uh, fixing that. It doesn't let itself off the hook in this episode, and it's clickbait you should not pass up. Uh, come watch The Simpsons gleefully cancel themselves. <laughs> I like that little review. I, I'm definitely like, good, yeah. regardless of how we end up feeling about it, it's definitely going to be an interesting episode exactly, to watch. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we're still going to be entertained for sure. One of the biggest controversies for C is apparently there's, an, there's a scene where Homer visits a character who's only labeled as a right wing ball podcaster. Uh, <laughs> wonder who they're parodying. Ooh, yeah, yeah, and apparently that scene is like very pointed. I guess sort of probably similar in, in the Morrissey type way. And I guess some like diehard it's, Joe yeah. Rogan fans are offended by it, <laughs> basically. But yeah, it'll be fun to check that episode out. For people who are interested, it's out now, obviously, and it's called um, something like You Won't Believe What This Episode Is About. So I definitely look forward to checking it out, regardless of uh, how I end up feeling about it, yeah. 
So, yeah, that concludes my, my new segment. But we do trivia first? you want to review your classic episode first? Let's do the classic episode. Cool, um, yeah. So we have a new segment I mentioned before, uh, Sebastian's Classics. Yes. Or Seb's Classics, um, what do you prefer? Seb's Classics rolls off the tongue. It does, classic. yeah, it does. Seb's um, Classics. This isn't anything special. It's just literally like... A quick review I, I, of a classic episode. Like, we want to do this, like, make it short and concise. So... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did uh, from season six. I think it's episode eighteen. Yeah, uh, a star is burns. Any person and listening to this who's a Simpsons fan will know that episode very yes. well. And it's so uh, good. I do remember this one from when I was a kid because yeah. this was a very popular episode. Oh my god, fantastic! And I had it on DVD. I, or sorry, I had a video. I had, I had a video called um, "The Simpsons Go Hollywood" or something like that, and it was all episodes related like show business and stuff like that. Oh yeah, okay. and that one was on. It was hands down my favorite of those four uh, episodes. And I think. This is definitely like one of Barney's best moments. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, which is why I chose that quote. It's, it's, it's my yeah. favorite Barney quote, without a doubt. Um, but coincidentally, yeah, that you watched this episode. I I thought like this episode is one of those where you just can't not watch. Like mm. You can never not look at the screen. It's so oh. entertaining from start to finish. Yeah, like, if, if it randomly came on TV, you'd have to save for a whole 20 minutes. Uh, I love Mr. Burns. Yeah, so, golden, like, golden We have some of Mr. Burns' best moments in here. <laughs> oh well. my god, so uh, good. Just, he's the so movie? He's so incredibly vain. Like, <laughs> How warped his reality is. <laughs> the movie. It's like implied that it's like hours and hours long. You truly are the king of kings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he gives him water. Peter O'Toole's character in Lords of Arabia. And it's like um, when when they're booing him, what is he? Oh, what is it he so says? funny! Say, are they saying boo or what is it? No, there's, uh, 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 Spinners, are, they, are, they, are they booing me? And Spinners like, ah, uh, no, sir, they're saying boo earns, boo earns. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying boo or boo earns? And then the mole man is like, I was saying boo earns. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a ridiculous, brilliant scene. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love Homer and the uh, movie critics, like, little sort of scuffles they have. Yeah, yeah, because he wants to go for man getting hit by football, but they're all going for Barney's movie. (laughs) And they've paid Krusty and the mayor off. Mr. Burns paid Krusty and the mayor off to vote for... Oh, there's so many great lines in that episode, yeah, when Krusty goes, Let's just say it moved me! Or he's like, Let's just say it moved me. To a bigger house! (laughs) Oh, I just said the loud part. Quiet and the quiet part loud. Such a good bit. Um, yeah, so I love great Homer scenes. and the critics. Like, I love how the critics. He's achieved it all. Yeah, Jay he Sherman. Has these amazing, yeah, amazing, amazing character awards. <laughs> Homer will like just choose something really small to try and like one up him when it just is. He won like a belching award or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then the, he just ruins him with this huge burp. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And he tells that he tells Patty and somebody he does like MacGyver <laughs> hanging from the thing. A fun fact about that character, I'll give you some trivia that I, that I hadn't prepared. Um, so that character, two people who used to show run the show, Al Jean and Mike Reese, left The Simpsons to make a show called The Critic. That show wasn't doing too well in ratings, so they asked that they could do a crossover episode with The Simpsons. So yeah. that character had his own show okay. called The Critic. He was not yellow in that show. Um, but... Matt Groening hated the idea so much, like he didn't want the show to have a crossover. He thought it was cheap. That he actually took his name out of the episode. It's the only episode where you really? won't, his name is in the credits. Which yeah. is a shame because it's like one of the best episodes. I know. Yeah, literally, it's one of the best episodes. Yeah. I wonder if he regrets that. I'm sure he, he does now. It turned out so fantastic. I don't yeah. think he has no. But yeah, he disowned it. Like if, if you see, like you know, on, on the TV after the couch, it will say like created by Matt Groening and developed by Matt Groening, James L. Brooks, and Sam Simon. And that episode just says developed by James L. Brooks and Sam Simon. Oh wow. His name's not in it. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? 
But uh, yeah, it ended up being a freaking fantastic episode. Yeah, I never, I never watched a critic. Like, I must and of course, sometimes. like probably the best scene of the whole thing is is Barney's movie. Oh my because god, it's so like good. such a typical like Oscar-winning movie. Yeah, like it, it's so poetic, and like you could take it out of context. Mm-hmm. And if that was a film in real life, with like it'd probably alcoholic... be really good. Yeah, yeah. So what was I... it called again? Like, oh, Pukahontas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite bit of the whole episode is. <laughs> You you think he's at an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting and he's like, I'm Barney Gumbel, I'm alcoholic. And it pans out and he's oh, at yeah. a Girl Scout meeting. And Lisa's like, Mr. Gumbel, this is a Girl Scout meeting. He's like, is it or are you girls just afraid to admit you have a problem? <laughs> so good. <laughs> Such a great scene. Um, so that episode for me, yeah, probably a 10 out of 10. Uh, no, I mean, 100% yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, And I, I rarely give... 10 anything out of 10s. yeah it has to be near perfection to be a 10 out of 10 oh, perfect, obviously obviously when you give 10 out of 10 it's like it's not in comparison to everything you'd give 10 out of 10 to it's comparison to like the standard of yeah. simpsons that is a simpsons and at its very nothing finest nothing is perfect but yeah that has to be one of the best episodes and it's a 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. yeah no i totally agree i mean sarah's burns is easily in my top five at the very least my top 10 episodes of the entire show i think i, I so i certainly agree the thing is i was just watching them in order and i think this just happened to be the one i watched last night oh really it's a great one to start on yeah start yeah totally classic yeah yeah fantastic yeah our first proper segment i guess because the homie the clown one was kind of more winged yeah. <laughs> our first proper yeah. Seb's classics yeah cool so our final bit let's just jump into the trivia <laughs> Uh, some random facts to entertain you today. Uh, Bart's full name is Bartholomew Jojo Simpson. Uh, Combo Guy's real name is Jeff Albertson. Okay. Yeah. And final quote, final uh, trivia. Homer is the only character to have dialogue in every single episode. There you go. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I, I, there's not many episodes where Marge, Lisa and Bart don't speak as well, but there's a few. There, there, there could be like four or five between all of them, but there's not a single episode where Homer doesn't have at least I guess, a bit of dialogue. Yeah, you have episodes where it's just Homer, mm-hmm. I guess, and yeah. Exactly, yeah, and yeah. And if there is an episode where it's just about Marge or Lisa, yeah, but Homer will still appear at some point. Yeah, and, and I think because they know they've done that now, they know that he's the only person who's spoken in every episode, they'll always make an effort to have him have at least a line or something, yeah. you know, at least an input in some way. But um, yeah, I guess that wraps it up. Uh, nice and quick as always. Let's... Uh, Say goodbye, oh, I guess. Sweet. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Goodbye.